No. It was okay. Still a couple of minutes before most of the skimpy night staff took its break. Gotta get the hell out of here before Lester lets her into my room again. How could that bastard betray me after all these years? Christ, the money I've paid him! Boylan's eyes followed the night supervisor and single on-duty male attendant as they drifted toward the staff lunchroom at the far end of the corridor. The dumpy, licensed vocational nurse, as usual, moved into the nurse's station to keep an eye on the patients for the next half hour or so, but he knew she wouldn't stay any longer than it took the other two to move out of sight. Right on cue. She moved out from behind the counter and walked rapidly on her white, squeaky shoes toward the front door. He didn't have to watch her after that. The sound of her movements was enough. When he heard the telltale clicks of the double locks on the front door, he counted slowly to twenty. He visualized her grubby motorcycle jockey waiting outside. He had at least ten minutes, maybe fifteen, while the pair groped one another. Boylan silently left his observation nook, tipped an imaginary hat to his companions, and walked quickly out of the recreation room into the corridor. At the room of one of the wheelchair-bound television viewers, he opened the door and slipped inside. He leaned against the wall for a moment to allow his heart to stop pounding, then crossed the darkened room, one hand gripping the journal to make sure he didn't lose it. A sliding glass door opened onto a tiny landscaped patio. Outside, he took a deep breath of fresh air and listened to the roar of the ocean. He missed the sea, wished he were there right now, studying the star-filled sky. He looked up, sighted Polaris, then picked out a number of other old friends. The Eye of the Lion, Orion's Belt, and the Seven Sisters. They wouldn't guide him now, but it gave him comfort to know they were still there. He exited through a gate in the high-wooded fence surrounding the patio and eased his way along the side of the building until he reached the flood-lighted rear parking area. He had to cross it, in full view of the staff lunchroom. Need a bit of the old Irish luck here, Jocko. He peered around the corner of a window and looked inside. The supervisor and the orderly were deep in conversation, but for how long? If they see me, they'll make me go back. He was torn between the risk of going and the risk of staying. Sweating, his knees wobbly, he stepped out and walked with determination along the edge of the parking lot pavement, intent on not looking back at the nursing home. When he reached the street, He gritted his teeth before moving onto the sidewalk. He paused, listened, but there was no shout, no sound of pursuing feet. Now there was a jounce in his step as he strode toward the nearby intersection. For years, whenever the fever had struck, he signed himself into Lester's convalescent home and then checked himself out when the bug was squashed. This was the first time he'd had to sneak out. By God, it's gone to work. As he started across the street, the traffic light turned red. Even though there was no traffic, he waited patiently for the walk signal, the sense of urgency all but gone. When the green light blinked on, he pulled the ties of his robe tighter and started across the street. Halfway, he lost one slipper. 
As he paused to flip it upright, he saw a car. Lights out, pulling away from the curb. It accelerated toward him. What's that bilge rat up to? The chirp of tires and the roaring engine gave an answer that surprised him. He abandoned the slipper and scrambled toward the far curb, sensing that his stiffened joints and fever-debilitated muscles weren't going to save him. The car slammed into him without slowing. His right leg and hip shattered with a crack that echoed sickeningly in his head. Airborne for an instant, he dropped heavily onto the top of the car, slid off the back, and bounced to a rolling stop on the asphalt. Unable to move, he squinted at the departing taillights, saw the brake lights flash on. Somewhere, far off, he heard a grinding of gears. The car lurched back toward him. Not fucking...